everyone, you're listening to Like Her, the podcast that celebrates women doing fantastic things in the realms of beauty, fitness, wellness and everything else in between. Like Her is a space for women to share their ideas, have honest conversations and most importantly have a good laugh. I'm Rosanna and each episode I'll be speaking to an inspiring woman that will hopefully make you think I like her. So on that note, get yourself comfy, get yourself a nice drink and enjoy the episode. So as this is the first ever episode of Like Her, I thought I would do a quick introduction to explain what you can expect from future episodes. I'm based in Bristol in the UK and if you don't know Bristol, it's a very diverse, creative, interesting place with equally interesting people. I've wanted to start a podcast for a while and have always known it would be based around wellness and beauty but I wanted to offer something a bit different to the usual beauty chat. I feel like there are loads of women doing interesting and important things and I want this podcast to be a platform and space for them really. If you know me personally you'll know that I like to keep things real which for this podcast means minimal editing and probably lots of swearing um there's no structure to this episode which will become very apparent as you listen but I hope you enjoy the messages that come through the conversation naturally my guest for my first ever episode is Larissa from Vibrancy a new concept which looks at tackling modern day challenges she's already started successful dating and well-being workshops and I know this is just the beginning for her I speak to her about how school affected her what beauty means to her and how Vibrancy came about Today's guest is Larissa of uh, Vibrancy. We've known each other since year eight, so coming up for 15 years, I think, which is a really long time. Um, So on that note, hello, Larissa. Hi, happy to be here. Yay! Me and Larissa always bump into each other outside Zara in Cabot Circus, and we're both into astrology, and we'd always have like 20-minute conversations and be like, we need to meet up, we need to meet up but just constantly rely on the fact that we bump into each other outside (laughs) Zara. So we've known each other since school and then you moved to London and then we've kind of crossed paths. And the reason I wanted you to be my first guest today is because you were on the verge of a project when we last bumped into each other and so am I. And I just thought it was a good universal acknowledgement of like new projects to get you on this new show, which I'm really excited about. So let's just jump straight in because we've already had this conversation. I know, and, and it I was, was so good. But I'll so have it again. Like, yeah, let's just relax fine. into it. Like, yeah. I'm happy to tell you the same story twice and do it to everyone anyway. <laughs> so we both went to school. I started school halfway through year eight, which is like the worst time because you're like what thirteen. 13. 13. I'm an older one, so like, yeah, I would have been 13 and a half. A mature 13. September baby. Um, So yeah, I started halfway through. I went from like a tiny private school in Bristol where there was 400 kids in the whole school to Oldfield and Bath, which is like a massive school, like state school, 1,200 people. And I just went from being like this nice little girl to trying to get good grades to feeling so overwhelmed and like, oh my God, I need to be cool all of a sudden, which is just... Not really in my nature, if I'm honest. So let's just crack straight on because we haven't actually caught up about this. Did you like school? Because I didn't. <laughs> I was really good at school and you were really good at school. But um, well, looking back, my did I like school is such a complex thing. I liked my school. I think I liked Oldfield because 
I did learn how to be who I am. So I've always been quite comfortable with certain parts of myself. But now in my 20s, I'm looking back on some of the things that happened to me and the way I identified with myself. And I found I'm having to heal parts of it. So now I resent school a little and I'm a bit upset at the illusion I had that I was like, oh, it's like St. Trinians, we're all girls and we're all in it together. Because actually, teenage girls are fucking me. Yeah, so horrible. I was both. Also, there's going to be a, um, a there's not going to be any like censoring on swearing in this podcast. If you know me personally, I swear a lot, and I'm not going to not be myself in it. So, um, <laughs> got any kids listening? Maybe just start swearing around them because my parents swore around, around me. Uh, mine also. So yeah. Girls are fucking Girls horrible. are fucking mean. And I mean, it got worse, I mean, because you like you said, you got bullied in your school before. Yeah. I actually got bullied when I went to sixth form and it literally Which is broke quite me. Weird. When you're sixteen, seventeen, you don't you're kind of over it, aren't you? You are a bit over it, but it was more like collectively people just rejected me. I didn't yeah. have an identity anymore. And I mean it was it was a big thing going from an all girls school where I was very comfortable. I'm quite a presence. So even though I have like identity issues I was always able to find people I could chill out with or feel relatively safe. I Mm. never didn't feel safe in school. Um, But when I got to college, it was very segregated in many ways, in many ways. And I came in and yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have my space anymore. Mm. And it was, it took a long time for me to come to terms with that and get over the fact like, actually... I'm an awesome person. Like, as an adult now, I love all the things I've been through because I'm so into being myself and not being yeah. put in one box. It's yeah. like we were saying before about being an art girl or being a sporty, sporty girl. Yeah. I've always been a lot of things. Yeah. And well, that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast was because I feel like I don't have my one thing. Like, I am an all-rounder and I enjoy doing different things, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, an expert at one thing. I mean, I have had, like, my career in beauty, which I would say I'm, like, really experienced in. But I wanted to do this podcast because I know so many women that are really good at stuff and do really interesting things. And so I guess my thing is getting people together, and that's something I know I've always been good at, is I'm good at getting people to open up and talk and just have a chat and stuff. Yeah, and I wish I knew all these things, like, then, so I could yeah. use them. Yeah, I mean, in the right way. The only so. thing I would wish to go back to school and know is that all the things that I'm good at, I should have confidence in, they aren't too detriment, and, you know, you aren't too loud for this person, yeah. and don't, you know, set yourself aside. If you want to like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake, you can like yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. You know, make, make your own fucking choices. Yeah, <laughs> I remember just constant comments because I was so tall so young and I had massive hair and then I had braces and it's just like oh god give me a chance you know and I always felt like I really stood out and I also had like the biggest appetite ever so I was an absolute beanpole I was like five foot ten when I was like 14 and so skinny and I remember you know they used to get us outside for the fire drill yeah and I remember somebody said really loudly look at Rosanna she's so skinny she doesn't eat anything and I remember like not even being embarrassed I was just so angry that she said something that was untrue because I don't know if you remember there were quite a few people at our school that had anorexia and had eating disorders and I just thought it was really out of order and it just made me 
really angry because I used to have to call up my mum and get her to drop me extra lunch because I'd eat all of my lunch by break time. And then Amazing. my mum would be like, Mum, I'm starving. Please bring me more food for lunch. And she'd have to drop it up. So I'm one of those people, like, I don't really care what people think about me unless it's something really untrue. And that doesn't sit well with me. But talking about the hair thing, I realised... I, like, I don't know if you remember, but, like, my hair was straight the entire time at school, pretty much. Yeah, no, I... And yours was <clears throat> as well. My, yeah, I straightened... I didn't straighten my hair for the whole school, but, yeah, it got to a point when I was about in year nine. Well, I asked them, I actually didn't need to. So, for the listeners, I'm mixed race. I've got really curly hair. Uh, really curly. It's not afro. It's curly. Super curly. It's just super curly. Um, and just again it just comes to not having education and not having context and it's something that I really hope especially for like my teenage nieces that they have context and things they can do so they know what as they are is first of all enough and also they have access to things that can help them have their hair be enough instead of you know killing it with straighteners and did you straighten it because it was just easier or was it because like, no cause... I wanted to fit in yeah. I just stuck out like a sore thumb and that's you know, something you know you've obviously already touched on I went to an all girls school in Bath <laughs> um, principally you know it was principally why it wasn't that the school was totally lacking like they were definitely in our year of so six times so 180 in our year of you know 180 girls there were there were plenty of girls of ethnic minority but minority we were. Yeah. And that was it. You were just different. And no one bullied you, but I think it's worse when people are that middle ground. Yeah. You're just different. Yeah. So, yeah, I had my really curly hair. And, you know, I wanted to just wear my hair out and have it dangle down. And it probably could have if I, you know, didn't affect it the way I did. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I straightened my hair when I was in year nine. I asked my sister to relax it. I relaxed my hair when I was in year nine. Did there. you? I'm not mixed race, but my hair's, like, very, very curly. And I remember just, at the time, just thinking that it was easier to have straighter hair, which it was. Yeah. But now, looking back, I can tell it was because I just didn't want to stand out anymore. Like, big hair makes mm. you stand out. And it also made me feel older than I was, which I didn't like at sort of 13, 14. Yeah. And it's associated with being a diva, isn't it, big hair? Yeah, and that's another thing, Which actually, is, <laughs> is that people just used to touch my hair. That was a bit yeah. of a problem for me, so I did want to neutralise myself and make myself a bit smaller so I wouldn't have people just touch me without permission. I remember yeah. when I first got to school, it used to be someone just grabbing my hair. Oh, my God, it's lush, and just touch them out. I was like, don't fucking stroke me. Well, please. you wouldn't do it to somebody with, like, super long blonde hair would you i mean maybe if you were asking to like plait their hair yeah no yeah and i remember like maybe i think it probably was within a year of relaxing my hair there was a day where i wore it curly so i did wear it curly for a bit in school but it used to straighten my fringe yeah it's like that little part of you that you have to like retain yeah like i I have no idea why we were at a school when it was like really you just had two strands sticking out of your ponytail didn't you yeah to frame the face Frame and sometimes I can still see myself. Like sometimes I put my hair up and I'm like, oh, gotta leave the strands out. Gotta leave it out. Ah! It's like that weird. I do my side bits. Still. Yeah, I've got like big sideburns in my. Um. So talking of sort of image and beauty and stuff, and obviously you've said you're mixed race, and I think makeup and diversity at the moment is a really big 
thing. Loads of brands are being praised for their sort of shade ranges for foundation and loads are not. Um, I don't know if you watch Jeffree Star. He's like my, ooh, he's my biggest um, YouTube sort of beauty blogger person that I follow. Mm. And um, he's so honest with all of his reviews. And I think it was like Creme de la Mer came up with some foundations and they had three shades. It's like $140 per bottle. And then there was like NYX, which you get in boots for 15 quid and yeah. had like 40 shades. So um, what are your views on it? And is there like, do you wear foundation? Is there a shade that you like? Is there a brand that you like that you could suggest to any other dark skinned girls out there? Um, so I don't really ever wear makeup, but when I do, I have lovely makeup. I'm a real loyalist. When it comes to something I like, when I find something I like, I tend to stick with it. And it's going to take something amazing to change my mind. Yeah. Um, so in terms of makeup and concealer, I've used Armani Luminous Silk for about five years now. Um, they have a really good shade range, although I did hear something that they were cutting down some of the darker shades, and I thought that's a bit interesting. That's a bit effed up. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's going back to what you're saying about brands being praised for doing multiple colours. That's like such a bad excuse. That's yeah. like an award for what? You yeah. don't deserve that award. Just, just do it. And Appeal to a market. Out, come out with something like, well, we found that these shade ranges just aren't as popular it's like okay we'll put yeah. down a bit we need to make money <laughs> off of it um but yeah so i've used armani for five years and then i used by terry oh um, i've heard of this brand and i haven't tried what yeah so makeup? it's made it's a makeup brand yeah. yeah so forgive me if i'm wrong but i believe it's the makeup brand that was designed by kevin or coin oh of course so yeah, yeah before he made two chocolat he actually made this concealer yeah and yeah i've used it for ages and i mean with my beauty products i like the little journey i've got my places that i go specific yeah. specific places i go to get my specific things very much a tourist like that i like yeah. my nice things i like the surroundings that i get them in so yeah by terry and then armani luminous silk um how do you define beauty how do I define beauty? I know that's like quite a big question. Um, well, this is going to be on every episode for every guest to <laughs> answer. Is it a particular look or is it like personality? Absolutely not. I think it's hugely to do with personality. I feel my most beautiful when I'm allowed to... Well, I allow myself to be myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I can feel my most beautiful when I have not a scrap of makeup on, which I genuinely tend to practice quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think being your most beautiful is just when you're pretty relaxed. Yeah, I agree. And being comfortable is essential to me. Like anything I've ever worn, I, you know, I remember like there'll be events. So for example, um, if I have, ever have a work meeting, I always anticipate there's going to be a big amount of stress in terms of what I'm going to wear mm. because I work my normal job or my day <laughs> job is in construction and also I'm quite senior. So which I love because you're a woman, which just yeah. is like a rarity in construction. And you're like, what did you get made the other day? Um, so, so now, like, I know. Really? So <laughs> now, now I'm going to be um, the director in the business that I've been working with for about five years. I've been made a director. So cool. And yeah, that's in procurement. But I like being underestimated. I like yeah. in the street. I'm walking around in an orange tracksuit and you look at me and you don't think director. Yeah. You just, you don't know what to think. Maybe you think I don't even work. <laughs> um, but I also love that you're open and honest about those kind of judgments that people might make about you. 
Yeah, well, being mixed race and wearing tracksuit means fuck all, really, doesn't it? It doesn't mean anything, but you know, there, there's an element of consciousness of it. But there's also, as time has gone on, the fact that I really don't care. Yeah. I don't have to prove to you who I am. Here I am, and I'm I'm doing my thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what it's all about: is just focusing on what you want to do and not kind of questioning. Oh, but what if so and so said that or just always going back to yourself really isn't it well self-editing yeah self-editing and again that's something I used to do a lot in school I used to self-edit massively just so I'd fit in and I wouldn't get a hard time I remember there's one girl in particular um and it's funny because I bumped into her years later and she has I think it's almost put on like this really sweet voice and I'm like okay you're gonna have to tell me who this is oh I'm like oh hon like you were the cause of a lot of people's pain I mean I wasn't a saint but it was funny bumping into her I wasn't particularly triggered because now I see how harmless she is so she might not be putting on a sweet voice but to me because like in my head she literally was the devil yeah um and you know she was the kind of person if you said you liked one particular thing she'd fixate on it and she'd bring it up all the time all the time all the time just in front of just people just to make a point just that to, you had an interest in something yeah just to let you know you're different whereas now it's like you're we're almost that well i'm almost 30 you're 28 aren't you mm-hmm. yeah now it's kind of like you look back on that and it's just so clear to see that oh maybe she was a bit jealous or insecure about the fact that she didn't have her own interests and she was just making a point that you were yeah. brave enough to talk about your interests. But I so wish, I just so wish that teenage me could have just been like, well, yeah, I do like it. And what? And not, you know, kind of felt upset. Yeah. You know, at the fact that someone was kind of calling me out and, you know, really going out of their way to do that. Yeah. But I just wish I'd stuck up for myself a bit more. Yeah. And in that, you know, going back to feeling beautiful... I didn't feel beautiful for a really long time because of those things, because I didn't have all those things everybody else have or Mm. feel like because I didn't conform to everyone else's interests, that made me a bit wrong, Mm. um, a bit broken. Yeah. And it's funny, like, those little things that happen when you're a teenager, they turn into your belief system. Oh, my God, they, like, stick with you forever. There's so many... Like, the, the opinion or, like, the view that I have of myself sometimes is just probably not what people would think of me. I'm just stuck in... For me, I'm stuck in being gawky, awkward, like, a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I think that's why I, like, take the piss out of myself a lot because I'll do that for myself so nobody else can do it for me because people used to tease me and, and that kind of thing. And, yeah, just being a bit... I don't know, like, a bit nervous. But I'm, that's yeah. not me at all. I'm no. fine with who I am and stuff like that. But it is, you just get stuck at, like, certain moments when you're a teenager. Yeah, and I'm, like, too loud, too much. Um, I remember... Do you remember the um, RS teacher? I'm sure you were in my group. Which one? Should I just say her name? RS Peskett. Do you remember? She yeah. was super Christian. And I remember being like 14, 15 and thinking like, this is wrong because she's biased. And she wrote in a report, because I used to love, I got an A star in um, RS. Did you? Because I used to just love the debate. I found it really interesting. And she wrote me a report, which was basically like, 
Rosanna's loud. She talks too much. Uh, she's constantly <laughs> arguing. Um, <laughs> she's and Spanish. She cannot afford. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Hola. Um, she, it's like she cannot afford to be complacent at all. And it was like predicted grade D. And I was like, fuck you. And I got an A star. Oh, and like, all the best. Yeah, like cheers for that. Thanks. And it's just little things like that. I think. Uh, are the positives that get you through life as well is when somebody thinks that you're going to be a certain way and then you prove them wrong is the best feeling yeah ever. and then you absolutely overcome it oh I, I loved feeling. I loved doing that well I said it the other day in one of my workshops I said it and I thought it, it was a bit of a weird thing when I caught myself I was like oh why did you say that to your workshop of people yeah um, but also I thought oh wow you really do I love to be underestimated yeah my whole life I just love to be underestimated because I know what I'm capable of and yeah. I'm not afraid to actually say I'm super capable at many things I can exceed expectations in most things just because I want to um, oh that's such a good message I wish more people could yeah, say that most people or could think it or feel it I wouldn't have even said it a year ago but I, I definitely can and I love to be underestimated in everything I do and maybe it is a little love note to my teenage self because I was underestimated. Yeah. I was overlooked. Gosh, I hope we don't sound like a right pair of victims. We've just been dying to talk about this, yeah. guys. Yeah, no, we're not victims at all. I think it's Absolutely just acknowledging not. like certain parts, which the way it was. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just the way it was. And now, as an adult, I just see my life, and it's so full. And you know, I used to worry about who would be my friend because I was having to change friendship groups a lot. Yeah. And when I was about 15, I met, like, my, my solid friendship group that I have now who I consider to be my closest friends. And then my friend Sophie, she, I met one of my best friends at college as well. Mm. So I met all those people in times when I felt like an outsider. And they're also very similar to us. Women that are very multifaceted and do a lot of things. And I feel very fortunate. I seem to just find people at the right time. And I think you hold on to the people that you find at that time when you need them. Rather than when they need you or or you're doing something that makes you appear like you're fitting in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like if you're, if you're doing something that you might feel like, oh, I'm not fitting in. And they like you for that, then they're the types of people you yeah. want to hold on to, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Another strong message. Notable. <laughs> <laughs> so should we talk a little bit about your project? Yeah. Because we were going to do this podcast before your workshop because we were going to get all excited about it and yeah then, um, <laughs> for, we were just too busy so I think it's nice that we can talk about it now so yeah. I'm going to just let you just introduce what your project is so, and so my project concept business I don't know it doesn't have a name but it's all kicking off at an alarming rate <laughs> um, so I set up vibrancy um, and it started as an Instagram page. It's not just an Instagram page. How many followers do you have? I have this a... is my anti-Instagram, <laughs> anti-influencer bullshit. So how many followers yes, do you have? I have 150 followers. Great, and I like all of them. Thank and you. most of them are pretty engaged yeah, as well. And exactly. I have people that follow it. Like, not like come up to me in the street. It's normally people I know. Yeah. Um, come up to me and they're like, oh, I've seen Vibrancy. And oh, it's just really great going. Um, even one of my personal trainers. And he is... He's tough. He's a tough guy. Yeah. He was like, I love vibrancy. It just breaks up the normal thing of me seeing people and looking at their lives, and like, I just call it compare and despair. Yeah. Um. He's like, I like the fact it breaks up my day. I make sure I do daily posts. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, back to vibrancy. So what is vibrancy? I don't know if I've told you this story already about why I set up vibrancy. Don't think so. Um, so vibrancy is a word that came to me last summer. Um, I've been about a year into a journey of healing. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> if woo! You, if you could see Larissa's face right now, we're both like... <laughs> The journey. It's like whenever I say mindful, <laughs> my boyfriend's like, "Can you stop saying these words?" Or like, I'm like "Ow!" Like the underwear drawers are not sparking joy right now. He was like, "You and your fucking little words that you tell me shit." And I'm like, "But it's positive stuff." So shut up and spark some joy. It it does it does work. So um, you're on your journey. So I was yeah I was about a year into better. So I would say actively coming back to myself. So. For most people in their twenties, they I feel like everyone says, you know, oh, I lost myself, and I felt very far from myself. Yeah, and it coincided with me becoming very sick, um, or really sick. When you say and sick, I had to stop. What, what do you mean? I don't want to share why I was sick. Yeah, but I was really ill. Um, and I'm someone that's super capable and very independent, and I had to move home. Um, um, for about two months, like. I literally couldn't even leave the house. I could manage like a 30 minute a day walk. Um, and in that time, you know, obviously I started to reflect on, you know, my life and what I was doing. And I felt very isolated as well. Like a lot of people deserted me mm. at this time. And for some of them, I don't blame them. For others now, I'm like, I'm really glad. It's just information, as my I- mum says. When people do things like that, my mum's always like, Rosanna, it's just information about that person that you can use for the next time to make your decisions. And, like, yeah. it's really true when people yeah. leave you or just react in a different way. You're like, okay, interesting. Gonna, gonna yeah. remember that. Yeah, exactly. And it was. It was really, really hard because it was just one of those really hard things. And, I mean, of all the people, Sophie was, like, mm. my absolute rock. So that's my best friend. Um, and, yeah, so during that time, I thought of what I would do. So I made this really, really long list of things that I wanted to do when I started to get better. What was I going to do? What was I going to do to get better? What was I going to achieve when I got better? Mm. And I... I think you touched on this before and you said, did you, like, did you get yourself into, like, the mindset of, like, if I was well, what would I want to be doing? Yeah. And I really liked that because that's, that's how you change your mindset is, like, not oh, I wish I was better. It's um, like, yeah. okay, what would somebody who was functioning do right now? Well, it, do it, allows, it allowed me to start where I am, and that's a big mm. thing with vibrancy. Sorry, guys, I go around and round until I get to the point. <laughs> Bear with me. So, yeah, I asked myself, what would I do if I was well? So it started as a big, long list. And then I realised they had three categories. There was just three things I wanted to do. I wanted to win my own heart back, and love myself more because I'd fallen completely out of love with myself. Um, the second thing was to be physically and mentally stronger because I feel like with my illness, if I had been, you know, exercising and looking after my body, it wouldn't have been as terrible as it was. Mm. And then the last thing was to use my creativity and gift for uplifting others because it was another thing. I felt very far from my body mm. in every in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally, I was completely disconnected, disconnected yeah. and also broken. Yeah. Um, so I started by 30 minute walks a day, drinking more water. And I 
just took care of those practices and I'd never been that consistent with anything. I started going to the gym. I started researching nutrition. I couldn't cook before I was sick. So I've learned to cook or learned to eat in a really healthy way, yeah. um, which is super helpful because I also have been a bit of an emotional eater. So this has really helped my neural pathway. So anyway, all these things started to come together. I started to be creative. And my life within a year... It was like a jack-in-the-box. Boom. Yeah. Just within a year, it was open. I was in the summer of 2018, which was super hot. I was dancing in public. I was doing stand-up again. I was writing. I was running races. Like, I, I don't like running, but I run <laughs> races, ironically. So I do, like, Tough Mudders and Spartans. I'd done those. And I'd done all that in a year. And it wasn't in an exhausting way. It was just in the most loving way. And then when you looked at me, so if you want to talk about what is beauty, if you look, I was just glowing. I mean, I I now just glow anyway. But I was (laughs) like, I saw a picture of myself. I was like, oh, look how vibrant it is. Oh, it's like vibrancy. And I was like, yes. That's it. That's it. And it just kept coming around to me and I kept it. And I was like, I'd love to just show others like that we all have that within ourselves, a vibrancy. Yeah. There are things that underpin you that if you intentionally act on them, that it's very hard for then shitty little things that get in the way because I'm not mis just think positive. Um, I just believe that things in life can get in your way. But if you're connected to yourself and you have those, you know, key things that are your salvation or your vibrancy it makes things a lot easier it does it's interesting what you said about because i listen to a lot of health podcasts and it seems as if a majority of people that are sort of these health pioneers have had something to overcome um and they all have the same thing in common and that's they just start with one really little thing and they'll do that every day like your 30 minute walk for me like when i really started to look after myself it was just one thing and that was like instead of reaching to get a coffee in the morning yeah. get up splash your face with water that's the first thing I do yeah. and I go downstairs and I drink like a pint of water and then I'll have my cup of tea and I can't do it any other way now yeah. um, and I think it's just doing really little things that are manageable because then you build that confidence but you see the difference in the little things yeah, as well it's, it's, daily, that, it? it's daily discipline it's the same thing like I don't like goals yeah. Um, I'm not into goals. I've tried them, especially with doing the kind of exercise they do in races and stuff. Yeah. You want to. You want to lose a certain amount of inches, for example, if it's a physical thing. You want to run a certain amount of miles in a certain amount of time. And I, it doesn't work. I, yeah. If you tell me you need to be this number by this time, I will probably not do it. It's that, and I think I'm the same. Like, I like to see myself as goal orientated. But I don't think I am. Because I think we I need a new little... word for goals. Yeah. That's why. Because like... we get things done. I just say intention. Yeah, I'm I intentional. Well. And I've got, again, I've got like a diary where every month I have four intentions. And I have actions around that. So I have a daily action in yeah. my intention. So, for example, when I started Vibrancy, I was like, just post every day and see yeah. what comes out. And it is every day. I can't believe that every single day I have something to say. Yeah. Um, be it uh, something a little motivational or just one of my own little stories that, you know, I'm able to just use to inspire people or to show them a little bit about what... What you are. My journey. But I think, yeah, it's doing the little things and then building that confidence on the little things to then 
push you to do something slightly more like okay I'm going to go to the gym I'm just going to do do half an hour okay yeah. done half an hour three times a week or once a week or once a month whatever yeah. it is and it's just building and building and not beating yourself up for not doing it all well I want to bring something out oh I love the word, term doing it all before I make my point doing, doing it, all. it all oh people tell me that all the time you can't do it all Larissa you can't do no it all and uh, yeah I'm, I'm like I'm super stubborn I'm like yes I can Oh, but that's a big Taurus. part of my sound I'm such a Taurus. Yeah. With a nice, heavy dose of Sagittarius. <laughs> I've got Sagittarius in so many aspects. Yeah, I do too. I think it's the generation. <laughs> I also have loads of Capricorn, which makes a lot, a lot of earthy, Ooh. Ooh, earthy dyna- ones. Dynamic one, We you might are. have to do a separate podcast on astrology talking about astrology. Oh, I'd love What's to. What's your rising sign? Sagittarius. Is it? What's yeah. your moon? Sagittarius. Stop. Yeah. So you're all earth signs. Like yeah. a Sagittarius sign? No, Sagittarius is an air sign. Fire yeah. sign, fire sign. Interesting. I'm earth and fire. Earth, wind, fire. I'm oh, no, no. Virgo. What am I? Virgo, sun, Pisces, moon, Ooh. and Taurus ascending, which makes Ooh. so much sense because everybody always sees me as this really strong person because I'm really tall and I'm quite loud. And obviously your rising sign is what presents yeah. to other people so Taurus makes sense but really I'm just a nervous little Virgo with OCD in the background <laughs> with and particularities write, writing like to-do lists but then the Pisces moon like means that I just end up like sorting out my magazines instead of doing something that's actually productive um anyway what were we talking about vibrancy oh your oh. workshop oh yeah gosh I haven't heard I have I saved this for the podcast because I haven't actually you don't even know it. So, so yeah, so with vibrancy, it was always going to be um, a space. And space to me can mean so many things. And again, with doing something you love or a little project, I was like, well, what can I do right now? So yes, vibrancy has big plans. I have them all written down. I was like, what can I do now? And I thought, oh, I could do a workshop. Just do a workshop on something I know. I love that you're like, what can I do now? As if it's like just a little thing, like do a daily Instagram post and you're like, I'm going to do a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> me, that, would like, that would be the big plan. But then again, yeah, but it's individual. It, it's all it? relative and it's what you have access to. Like all these little things I'm doing have been a long time in the making. Yeah. So yeah, I decided to do a series of workshops. So the first of the workshops they're all based on modern challenges. So the first is dating. Um, and again, I'm someone with a, you know, a scandalous story. I have many scandalous stories. Um, for me, dating is a point of fascination because in these modern times, people are finding it so hard to connect mm-hmm. meaningfully. Um, people are behaving quite problematically in the realm of dating, um, especially in my own experience. It was a point of massive frustration and it really shapes my inner peace um my sense of who I am so I'd done a lot of work on that I I don't I can't say no longer feel like that but I was like this is so fascinating yeah and I designed this workshop um and it's it flows beautifully which was the best thing I've done it now twice so I did the first one last Thursday at my friend Ellie's studio which is Ellen and Nancy up in Redland go get your nails done there <laughs> yeah go get your nails done there I saw pictures of the salmon I was like oh my gosh it looks so nice it's stunning there it's my safe space which is why I chose it and then um what was I saying you said the second first one was there and the second one the was... second one was at Babington House so I got invited over to Babington House completely out of the blue that's what I mean when I say like it just kicked off I just put it out there I was like yeah 
I'm going to do a workshop. And, and then Babington House were like, yeah, do you want to come over? And I was like, yeah, sure, cool. I'll Did do that. Did you have any resignation or any like, oh, shit, this is, oh, I'm not, because it's funny because with me, I would mm. just be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm such a perfectionist and I care so much about what people think. I would be like, I'm not there yet. No, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. And I would probably shut down an opportunity like that. <sighs> or were you just like, it's so no. fresh and new that it's just like, yeah, go for it. Uh neither i just said yes i just i'm like that anyway i'm like i'm fine because already with this i follow my nose and i'm confident like it was together it was already there and prepared Uh, and i was like that's an exciting opportunity so yes i'll take it yeah i was just very excited but not overwhelmingly excited i have a very i was very balanced when i went towards it which i think really helped but i completely understand because maybe me two years ago would have been like no I'm not there but you know it comes because I'm quite connected with myself I just say what's for me is for me what's the worst thing that could happen to me if I went and went off and did that and um nothing (laughs) nothing nothing no it it just went incredibly well what were Um, the main highlights for you because I know you said it just I know you said that you were like, oh, I'd just be happy if one person turns up. But obviously yeah. it was oh, so, out. So that's what amazing. I mean. So that's it. Um, you know, and it's what I teach in the workshop is expectations and standards. And someone that's learned to really let go of expectation, I'm mm. putting this out there. I can't expect, if this is the first time I've done this, for it to completely sell out. And then I had eight people for the work first workshop. Two had dropped out. So I basically sold out on my first mm. workshop. But a week before the workshop, I'd only sold one ticket, which is why I kept saying, I was like, if one person's bought a ticket, that's one person. And that's great. That's one more person than nothing. Yeah. Um, Which is really refreshing for me because I can. I can really angst myself out. So doing vibrancy is a real manifestation of how calm I can be within myself now. Um, So, yeah, having really low expectations... (laughs) But high standards really help. Being realistic, isn't it? So, just talk about um, because you're going to be doing more dating workshops. I'm going to do two more next month. Was there something that sort of stuck out to you? Stood out to you? Sorry. What in terms of the what people were saying? Yeah, across both workshops, or like the types of people that that came to them. Yeah. Well, surprisingly. I have had people from the age of 80 up to 75 yeah, in my amazing. workshops. I I did not have one demographic. I've had multiple people in both workshops. Very diverse. I'm going to sneeze. Go for it. We've been sneezing all... I'm not all going way. to sneeze. Sure? No, I'm good. Um, yeah, so I've had girls as young as 18 in my workshop. Just two workshops. And... Uh, a lady as old as 75 in my second one and everyone feels nervous about dating mm. everybody questions themselves and also everyone is just like what are we supposed to do mm. and then i come in and i'm like drop it yeah. <laughs> don't worry i've got you um look at look at yourself and look after yourself and it's profound i don't expect people to have to listen to me well, something in me wants people to listen yeah. but a lot of it is led by them and it's just been beautiful the fact that so many people have had you know these amazing realizations i got a lovely message yesterday from one of my workshop attendants 
who was just thanking me for the fact that actually she does feel really good in herself at the Mm. moment but now she recognizes the things that when she does get into relationships she knows to not let manifest because they will they will trigger her hinder her yeah hinder her mental health and that's why the workshop's called dating and well-being because not many people go into relationships seeking a level of groundedness or wanting to work on themselves yeah. often you're wanting to fill a space or a part of you that is um absent maybe. and un- unfulfilled and that's my own journey um and people you know kept asking me well what about you and i was like i need to fill myself up Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean i'm not open but i can't you know i can't actively seek someone to fill parts of me that i'm currently working on filling myself it's a collusion yeah (laughs) it's oil and water (laughs) i think that's why because in may me and alex have been together seven years and i'm not saying that's without any complications or yeah. hardships it's been really difficult but also not that difficult you know we wouldn't i wouldn't be with somebody for seven years if it was a pain in the ass yeah um but i think part of why we've been together so long is because we've both been aware of things that don't work and have actively done things about it and yeah. at the same time as managing to stay together but i do think in a relationship you have to kind of still treat yourself as two individuals absolutely and i was about to say that's what i'm tired being a team it's really difficult it's like making sure you're fulfilled but not being selfish but then knowing when to be selfish at the right time it's it's a balancing act well it's compromising the right things i was about to say that you both seem to stand as individuals and you have your own things that you like to do um and you're still working on yourself as a person Many people, not everybody, but those are things that are quite common in that we go into relationships and then we neglect to be well, to continue to pursue our well-being or, you know, to have reasoning behind things because we have that. I'm good now. I have another half. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. People think, whether they're single or in a relationship, they do think, I don't need to change. I've done all my changing that's it now I have someone now (laughs) I think if you have that mentality you're just not going to be very happy because well you're not going to grow you won't grow together one will grow one will one will grow and one won't potentially and then you'll wonder what the hell happened (laughs) so like her is all about celebrating women um, who do cool and amazing things is there somebody that you look at and think I like her or I'd like to be like her. Not in a like, oh my God, I wish I had like her body or something like shallow oh, like that. But <laughs> is there somebody that you admire or somebody that's a woman that's doing something right now that you're like, yeah, girl. I know. I feel like <laughs> my answer, I really hated this question. I don't hate it in what I resented, but I was like, I'm going to have to think of a good answer. And there are so, so many people. To do like that's and good. there were so many different reasons. And I was just like, well... I'll do my best. So there you go. I sometimes have moments where I lack confidence massively. Normally it's answering questions that are like, name your favourite. Yeah. I'm not the favourite. But I mean, in terms of, if we were to go back to, in terms of like beauty and looks and being yourself, I really like Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, She's Diana Ross's daughter, but she's also an actress. Um, 
because I really like her style mostly yeah. um, because she definitely is someone that dresses for herself my which background you are as in, well 100%. yeah my background is in fashion as well so I always have that affinity with anybody who loves a good outfit I'm like yeah but mate I'm the same like I because I asked myself this question and I was like you know what I don't have anybody right now that's super like um amazing I don't know I was just like all I can think about is like girls with cool outfits on Pinterest that I that I take and I think that's okay as well well there are just lots of little bits of people that That I admire um you know and also I don't always want to pick and this goes back to the thing I don't always want to pick the person that everybody knows and has loads of followers because actually the people around me really inspire me you know yeah my best friend Sophie she's super industrious and she's the reason I attack things really hard when I do them. She's just completed a PhD, you know. And then I have my sister who I really admire, my eldest sister Rachel. Um, you know, she she's she's put everything into you know raising her children, having mm. a lovely life. But beyond everything, she's really kind, but also has the most amazing boundaries. You mm. just know exactly where you stand with her. So I really like the way she does that. And it just goes on and on and on. You know, I've got my friend Bex that teaches Zumba here in Bristol. We have a beautiful friendship. And I like her because she's taught me how to be kind to everybody, Mm. no matter what. And it's not a massive lesson I had to learn, but she just has this ability to just make people feel so welcome Mm. and so relaxed and so able to be themselves because she's just not about her bullshit yeah so that's what i mean with that there's always little bits yeah and with this podcast i really wanted to get uh, give people the attention that they deserve i don't think kendall jenner needs any more attention oh she doesn't even like it she's a grateful girl i just (laughs) um there's so many people, local people, especially in Bristol, that deserve having their projects spoken about. And people like your sister who deserve, because those are the things that matter. That attention, I think, is more deserving than somebody that's got 20,000 to a million followers or whatever. Well, like I said, it's just giving people recognition they deserve in the most simple of ways. You know, you could say, oh, my sister's just a housewife well she's yeah. absolutely not and to many people she wouldn't be remarkable but it's what it means to, to me yeah. personally that is what what makes her remarkable that's like the perfect answer you've given the perfect answer to that question yes i got an a star just by one. being myself exactly. <laughs> um so just touching on wellness exercise and food yeah which is all kind of the same thing <laughs> I, I know you talked about doing a thirty-minute walk in your water. I don't just do that now. What, that was the most. That was my that's first your little step. Baby steps. What's your? When I was too sick to do anything. <laughs> I mean, now God, just having now to do like a thirty-minute walk in two liters of water. That's all I had to do in a day. I'd be very grateful because I'm how exhausted. You do it. That's <laughs> is you have to be grateful for. And I tell my boyfriend this because he can get a bit demotivated sometimes. And I'm like, if you can just have a shower, go out. And look at a piece of uni work that you need to do, then you've accomplished something. We all have these massive standards of what we've got to do oh. stuff, got to do stuff, and it's bullshit. The to do list, the terrifying to do list. I'll write a to do list, them. and I then I them. think, oh my god, I haven't done it like today. I was supposed to do so much, but then 
my body gets tired and my body takes priority. Like my yeah. body has to take me into tomorrow. And even this week, and actually like I've come here, essentially not being like my best self. Like I might love wellness so much, but I can't always feel well. Yeah. We're both sick. <laughs> I'm really run down. I'm running three projects at the moment. I'm having one of my busiest weeks at work. I've just done two vibrancy things. I want to keep that afloat. Something always has to give. Yeah, and it's a lot of the time it's our bodies. So yeah, let's talk about like this week where you are feeling a bit run down. <sighs> what what would you do? Have you got like a little ritual that you would do, like a little self care ritual? Go to sleep. Yeah, is a big one. And taking my phone away. Yeah. yeah that's one so for example last night i mean i was supposed to do all these different things and i uh i got in a taxi home because i was too tired to take a bus so i got a taxi home mm. and i got home and i put my phone away and i got into bed and i went to sleep yeah it's remarkable how when you don't have your phone or your laptop how easy it is to go to sleep it's so distracted like, yeah and my I mean, body is so tired i mean if i wasn't as tired normally it would just be like read a book and do something that is away from being on yeah on project feeding your goals and that even goes into wellness like yeah i can't always be making myself a big bowl of tender stem broccoli because <laughs> yeah. it's going to benefit my future self yeah. i'm going to turn up to rosanna's house with a beautiful cake which she did yeah and i'm going to be like that's me today i don't care about my macros calorie counting my training schedule yeah because wellness in itself can become this thing which is overwhelming and then that's yeah. not healthy, which I think a lot of people have issues with. It's like, just let it go. You just got to let it go. Let it go. And that's probably an overriding theme for the podcast in terms yeah. of my stories. It's a lot of the things that I do. The reason why I get on very well with myself and my best self-care is when I'm able to let go and just say that's gonna have to go to the side not right now i can't email you back right now because right now i need to go to sleep yeah <laughs> i think with the to-do list as well what i've noticed i used to get really like oh, i love ticking off and striking through and being like yes i've done it i've done it and then i would get annoyed if i hadn't so what i do now is just like okay look at my diary because i am your typical virgo organizer <laughs> freaking out that larissa was coming around and i hadn't hoovered like i am that person um and so now I just look at my diary and I think, okay, let's just find another little slot that you can put it in. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Yeah. So I, I agree <laughs> with you on sleep. I think sleep is like, for me, the biggest thing. Um, when do you feel healthiest? When I feel healthiest, mostly when I'm making the decisions for myself. Mm. I don't feel beholden to you know, what I'm, what I'm supposed to do, which I hope makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I feel healthiest when I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited to look after myself. That's yeah. when I feel healthiest. Yeah. Um, and again, like that goes back to, um, especially when I feel like really down and make myself a really good meal. Like nutrition for me is very emotional. There are certain foods that make me buzz my tits off. Mm. So like, I love Tempestine broccoli. Yeah. I love I chickpeas. Yeah. And there are certain foods like I can eat them and I can instantly feel a lot better. Do you know what mine is? Eggs. It's really? why I could I never I can't eat them. It's why I could never be vegan. Are you vegan or veggie? Um neither. I was gonna say because I just made you a fat thing of honey. So that's fine. I love honey. I can't <laughs> yeah, for me I wouldn't be able to be vegan because when I'm feeling a bit ropey hard-boiled eggs scrambled eggs fried egg it's the thing that i just go to and instantly makes me feel like 
yeah. again. So chickpeas and broccoli. And have you got like a go-to meal that you cook? Is uh, it just that? <laughs> not to, no, I tell you, my go-to meal is my pancakes. So Ooh. I can I, my pancakes. So I make these protein pancakes out of cottage cheese and oats and eggs, mm. and I put loads of cacao powder in them. And I've got this beautiful blueberry syrup mm. that I bought loads of because I was worried the stockers stopped stocking it. <laughs> so I bought like five bottles. I'm good for the year. Um, so I have those pancakes, and they're normally really lovely and thick. And then I put the blueberry syrup on them, the blueberries and banana. And then I put peanut butter on them and I stack mm. them. So they look like a beautiful cake. And that is that is my happy food. Like, that is my happiest food. Even now I'm like, oh. Damn, pancakes. They're my like, favourite pancakes. Food, um, and just to wrap everything up, um, I think we will have our little sayings or thoughts or things to remember like I always have that little voice of my mum in, in my head saying it's just information Rosanna like use That's it so cool it's a good one I mean I'm lucky I've got a therapist, very therapist parents, therapist parents. <laughs> trust me there's the downsides to that as well um but do you have like a little thing in your head that you say when you're feeling down or demotivated or a favorite quote yeah what is it? Yeah. It's one it's one of my own. <laughs> yeah, they, those are the best ones though. So I always say to myself, things for me things are going to happen for me that are beyond my imagining and that is exciting. That's amazing because it's true for you as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's very true. That's exactly how vibrancy has come about. <laughs> Everything's beyond my imagining. But it also gives me trust in myself. Yeah, I can have some really dark times. Mm. I feel under a lot of pressure. And I just remind myself of that. I'm like, things are going to happen that are beyond your imagining. And that is so exciting. I wish, I think, I don't want to say I wish. I hope a lot of people will listen to that and take that on and think, oh, that's a good one to have. Yeah, it's one of mine. So don't forget to at me if you repost it. Yeah. (laughs) Have you done that yet? Have you? I haven't put that one. No, that one's very like special. So the right time will come. Yeah. I have months of material up in my head. (laughs) One of my favourites is, and it's such a basic one, but I don't know why. Obviously, when I heard it, it just clicked for me, and that's um, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. Yeah. That just objectifies it for me and just makes it like yeah. Just don't worry. It's yeah, fine. No, it can't. So where can people find you on social media? Because we have to do that now because Yeah and of the sure. age. I need I need in. more than hundred and fifty followers, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> um you can find me at Vibrancy UK. Tell the story about why you had to do the UK. Oh because <laughs> when I wanted to do Vibrancy, I don't know, some like cat person, <laughs> they have a page called Vibrancy that they made in like 2013 haven't used obviously if I message them they probably don't have the login anymore Yeah. therefore I can't have it and then when I bought my domain some company in London are holding it for about a grand so I had to again use Vibrancy UK but I am Vibrancy but you can find me on at Vibrancy UK yay and when's your next workshop have you got a date or yeah like, where so will it be next two workshops hopefully when this podcast out I'm doing the first one on the 6th of March dating and well-being and then the second one on the 27th of March and those are both Wednesdays Wednesday's my day it's like official Virgo <laughs> day and it's the day when I just always feel really good that's why I decided to do the podcast on Wednesday 
So oh. maybe I have to come along, even though I'm not single. But oh, I oh, that's what stuff. I should say. Somebody yeah. else already said that to me. You don't have to be single to come to dating and well-being. Um, every workshop, I've had people that are either married or in relationships. Interesting. Come to it. Dating okay. doesn't start at the first date. You're dating someone for a long time. You can be at any point. Um, so yeah, if you're not single, you're welcome in my workshop. And if you are single, obviously you're welcome. Everybody's welcome. Yay. Okay. So on that note, I want to say thank you so much. I feel like we could just carry on talking for hours. We probably um, will. Thanks for listening <laughs> to Like Her. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this chat with Larissa and tune in for the next episode. Thank you.